maybe our guest on the crosstalk will understand from the Tea Party, Bill Pasco. Good morning. Thanks for talking with us. Good morning, Mike. How are you? I'm, I am well. Uh, dealing with uh, uh, with pandemic deniers. I'm not dealing with them, just sharing uh, sharing information. For, there is no pandemic. And here are the numbers I found on the Internet direct from the CDC uh, talking about uh, the pandemic. And, of course, others who think that uh, that now that Donald Trump is out, thank God for Joe Biden. He's going to fix everything. And a number of listeners were wondering, what's broken? Uh, you know, prior to COVID, we had the best – of darn near the best of everything across the board. Not so much now, but uh, I don't know what uh, what Joe Biden is going to do for better. And before that even happens, we got to get through Georgia. That runoff uh, looming more and more important all the time. What do you think? Well, I think the Georgia runoff is <clears throat> absolutely critical. You've got two Senate races, not one, but two. Um, and they will determine the outcome of those two races in Georgia on December 5th, uh, January 5th, excuse me, um, will determine who controls the Senate for the next two years. If Democrats win both seats, and we're assuming for the sake of argument here that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are going to be sworn in on January 20th as the next president and vice president of the United States, if that takes place and Democrats win both seats in Georgia, then you'd have a 50-50 tie in the Senate, and Kamala Harris, as vice president, would, would cast the tie-breaking vote. And that would mean that Democrats control all three levers of power in Washington. They would have the House and the Senate and the White House, and that's all that's necessary to jam through the most radical agenda America has ever seen. You're talking about uh, breaking the legislative filibuster in the Senate so that you can do things with a 51-vote majority. Um, packing the Supreme Court, that is adding new members to the Supreme Court so that liberals can once again control it. Right now, it's a six to three conservative majority if you created four new Supreme Court seats and then Joe Biden appointed four new liberals, you would then have a seven to six liberal majority on the court. Once you do that, of course, then you add the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico as states. So now you've got four more Democrat senators raising the bar for Republicans trying to recapture the Senate. Then you, you provide amnesty and citizenship to 15 million illegal immigrants, and now you've added 15 million new Democratic voters to the rolls. That's all the foundational stuff. That's before we get to any policy changes. We're changing the rules of the game. We're changing the political environment, the foundations of, all of our future political environment. Then you get the policy changes. you got the Green New Deal, trillions of dollars in new spending over the next 10 years. Then you've got Medicare for all, more trillions of dollars, and the end of private health insurance. 180 million people in this country get their health insurance in the private sector. They're happy with their health insurance. They don't want to give up their health insurance and go to a government-run system, but that's okay. That's what the radical Democrats want. So you see, all of this hinges on what happens in Georgia in, in the next uh, four weeks and a day. It's, it's, it'll be four weeks from tomorrow that they vote in Georgia. And I, I cannot think of two Senate races in the, in, in the last 50 years that have been as consequential in terms of the outcome and the difference it's going to make to the, the path that our country goes down. If Republicans hold these two seats, then Mitch McConnell has a seat at the table for everything that's going to, that, that the Democrats are going to try to do. They have to get Mitch McConnell to agree with them because the, the, the legislative filibuster would stay intact 
And that would mean that you've got to get 60 votes to move anything through the Senate. That's the way the founders wanted it. They wanted the Senate to be slow. They wanted the Senate to be deliberative. They wanted the House to be in touch with popular opinion, to move with the masses. But they wanted the Senate deliberately to be slower and a a place that was more thoughtful and more reflective and, and took its time dealing with things to make sure that it wasn't just reacting to the latest fad. It's a very, very consequential uh, set of races we've got going on in Georgia, and it'll it'll determine in large in large part what the next two years of our political life is going to look like. It's interesting because I hear from a lot of listeners here uh, two resounding concerns. One is uh, health care for all. Isn't that just expanding Medicare? And then a listener says, "I'm on my mom and dad are on Medicare. I'm on Medicare. They love it with the supplement that goes along with." Their health care is pretty good. Medicare for everybody, that doesn't sound like it's so bad. And what do you tell yeah, those people? I, I, I tell them that's that's fine. If, if you want it, then that's fine for you. But there are 180 million people in this country. The, the vast majority of people in this country get their health care from a private health insurance company. Uh, we've got the best health care in the world. This is, this is why when you oftentimes we read about leaders of foreign countries who are coming here to the United States to have some kind of medical treatment or some kind of surgery. Why why aren't they doing it in their own country? They're not doing it in their own country because they know that American health care is better. It's just that simple. That's why they come here. Um, I don't think we ought to be taking away choices. Uh, as, as we move deeper into the 21st century, um, enlarging freedom is about enlarging choices. It's not about restricting choices. So, you know, for those people who love Medicare, great. That's wonderful. I'm glad you're happy with the program. Uh, many people are not happy with the government-run program, and many people uh, have decided long ago that they, they want to invest their own resources in private sector health care, which they think gives them better health outcomes. And who are we to tell them no? Yeah, there's no question about that. Uh, Bill Pascoe, uh, as is always the case, more questions and more interesting conversation than time. I really appreciate you spending time with us this morning. The Georgia runoff and uh, how that outcome uh, uh, impacts the rest of the country. Maybe next time we can get together and talk about uh, the importance of that runoff with respect to now the Democrats are in charge and the Green New Deal. Well, the first thing I hear from people is, Green Schmeen, they're going to run out of tax money way before they get to spend a bajillion dollars on something silly like solar airplanes and cars and trucks. We'll talk about that next time. From the Tea Party uh, Patriots, I appreciate Bill Pasco. Thank you very much for talking with us this